gaming podcast where we play games badly and then talk shit about them and today we have no special guests so we've got no one to lean on oh fuck (laughs) we've got a bit of a a, an all-around everything and nothing episode i think yeah i mean to be fair we have played games badly and we now get to talk shit about them so I feel like this is kind of the what it says on the tin episode. Yeah, we've we've read the mission statement. <laughs> <laughs> we have a mission. We have a vision. We have a strategic direction. I'm spending a bit mm. too many time, too much time in meetings at the moment, and <laughs> the lingo is creeping in. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> so uh, let's just jump straight in, shall we? What sort of hobby let's- have you been doing? Um, bits and shits in that I am trying very hard to focus on one thing at a time. It's really hard. No, I, um, you know, there's definite squirrel moments, but I suppose the two things I've done since we've spoken, I think, um, one is the 40k paint comp entry for the throw the dice one. Mm-hmm. Done that and dusted, and that really one's nice. in. So that's in at the store. Um, with a little bit of time left to go for anyone else who's you know trying to sneak an entry in, you got to the end of the month, so that is still a thing. But yeah, that one and trying to knock off the Amazons for this Sevens League is basically it. So again, they're half over half done now. I've got linemen to go, and then I will invariably need more linemen. So. <laughs> That, that will paint them the same. Yeah. That'll be the trick. That's fine. No, it'll be fine. It's all good. It's kind of fun. I, I am enjoying, particularly for things like this, where I just want to get them done, just contrast is is so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun to paint with. Um, it gets things done really quickly. Um, and, and you can kind of play like you, – it's kind of one of those ones where it's kind of safe to color outside the lines a lot of the time. So, yes, yeah, I found ha- that too. Yeah, so I'm are you doing having... like sort of slap chop with this? Yeah, so Pretty they much. are black, black and white to start with, sort of you know mm-hmm. through. Um, so I'm doing, I'm basically doing like a zenithal prime, so black up through to white, um, and then I'm going through with a brush and doing extra highlights basically to make them extra bright and it lets you add things like texture and scratches and shiny bits and whatnot then contrast um the only thing i'm not using contrast for is skin because i cannot get contrast skin to work for me um and i'm painting them a little bit darker so i've found with contrast skin it's really most of the contrast skin paints that i've used are very much the shadows Mm. and you need to layer it up yeah, so I've been I've basically been using the Gulliman flesh as a wash 
on the skin. Mm-hmm. So the the skin is the one that I'm doing because I'm painting them a little bit darker. I'm basically starting with like a dark reddy brown um, up to a skin color that's probably like a, a highlight color that's a bit brighter than I want and then using the, the gullum and flesh contrast as almost a wash to tie it all back in. Okay. Um, but I've found the thing – the thing that's getting it to the point I like, I think, across the board is basically doing it twice, painting painting the model twice, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, but basically doing the slap chop type, you know, sketch, um, the contrast, and then doing another extreme white highlight over the top and then a really thin layer of the contrast, the, the lightest contrast, mm-hmm. and it just keeps breaking brightens everything up that little bit more and gives you a little bit more so that that's been sort of the the approach for him but it's still super quick so it is good fun yeah i'm trying uh no i'm not really trying my lizards <laughs> are still sort of in exactly the point they were last time i need to do a bit more work because i mean they're sort of it's so close. Of, they're they're halfway. Like they're not close. They're halfway, but they're they're popping and they're looking good. But I haven't done any work on them. I think even since we started playing this league. So, if we go the full, we've got two league, two divisions with eight people. So if we go the full seven games, everybody plays everyone in their division. Mm-hmm. Still got four games to go. I can get yeah. them done. I can get them done. Absolutely. I know that's, that is the good thing I think about leagues of this length and size is that you start with an unpainted team and they're painted by the end yeah. and then you move on to a new team the well, next time around. The problem with this one is that I've got the full set of 11. Well, not, it's not 11, it's 16. So I've got yeah. another nine models here sitting painted which are slightly less painted than <laughs> the ones that I have halfway done. Yeah. So I'm, I know that as soon as I finish the seven that I've got for my team, or the eight rather, that I've got for my team, I will need to keep going with the other nine that I've got here. So anyway, yeah, we'll get there. that's a thing. So beyond that, I said I've, I've focused on those. I've assembled a couple of Underworlds warbands that I had laying around that I wanted to do. So I finally um, did the the new Zinch ones, the whatever the hell yep. they're called. Um Zinch. The first two models, oh, they, there's a, a warband name. No, I, don't I know, know that. Either way. <laughs> yeah, but those ones, right? The, the the dude with all his little spawny dickheads. Um, the first two models made me want to stab my eyes out and then they were fine. Because um, okay. you were those... complaining at one point about putting those things together. Yeah, so I did the, the leader guy and the biggest of the spawny friends. And it's just, you, you kind of had to insert a piece over this, but under that bit around the back of this mm-hmm. one and, and thread the needle through here. Um, so they were just tricky the way that they were cut up more than anything. And of course they're super fine little like details as well. So you, as you're trying to thread things around each other, they're, they're threatening to break off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I did them and I did the Vampire Warband as well. They're now together. Excellent. But I that's really want to play with mine. I okay, love those vampires. We're on, so we're, good. Uh, yes, vampires, I get it now. Look, we're on camera. Can we not do it right now? 
or at least can we do it with a lot of gratuitous eye contact? Um, <laughs> you can't see me from the waist down. It's fine. I mean, not in this camera. <laughs> <laughs> I do have three cameras set up here, one of which is not plugged in, but that's fine. Uh, I've been v- vaguely putting color on one of my warbands as well, actually. So the new Skaven warband. So I've been sort of... Um, starting with contrast on those so they're getting they're sort of i don't know they're not even halfway done but they've got color on them so it's five of those i've been painting up slowly uh as well as you know i worked on the explosion on gwenpool for crisis protocol so i've done a little bit more with her but i've reached that point now where i'm sort of out of the contrast stage and i'm gonna have to do her really bright pink uniform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did, yes, I did a paint, uh, a Nurgle guy for, um, Richard's thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not going to win any awards or anything like that, but I've got something in for him, which is good. Because yeah, uh, nice. I felt, you know, guilty not giving him something when I gave Elliot at GW one <laughs> for his Warhammer paint thing. <laughs> yeah. And since both of them have entered all of ours, I think it's only fair. <laughs> <laughs> touche, touche. They both keep threatening to. Right. I'll, get it, I'll get them, and I figure if nothing else, then I can just guilt. Yes. <laughs> Not getting a single thing from me anymore until you enter one of ours. Uh, but the only other painting I've done has been kind of non-hobby related, but I ripped apart two pop vinyls mm-hmm. and then put them back together again in separate ways so i ripped the head off one stuck it on the body to another and then painted it up and there's a picture i put in the discord today and it's currently sitting up at work so there is a pop vinyl which looks a lot like me but with a lot more purple in his beard so he's, really he's had a, he's had an easier life than you i will say uh-huh. <laughs> so uh yeah so, no that was a bit of a surprise for the guys at work I, so quickly talk to me about the shirt on it. So the shirt was nice and easier than I expected. So realistically, all I did, it was the, the body was like Mike from Stranger Things. So he had like a Hellfire mm-hmm. Club white t-shirt with black sleeves on. I just painted the white over. So I painted mm-hmm. the white over the Hellfire Club logo. And then I painted the white pink. Mm-hmm. And then Correct. good old Clinton, Mr. Wackley York, our only fan, came through with the goods, dropped in one day and brought the same transfers that he had used for his banners for his blood letters. That's where it was from. I get it now. Yes, this all falls into place. Nice and simple. And it was very straightforward. And he even put a, he even made and put a video on his YouTube channel for me to follow, which was like above and beyond what he needed to do. It was so nice of him. But, yeah, that transfer just stuck on really easily. Uh, you know, just a bit of fiddling around, making sure it was straight and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And after that, let it dry, bit of varnish over the top, done. Happy days. Glorious. It was a very, very simple paint thing. Like, all I did was paint the beard from black to purple and the T-shirt, and that was it. Lovely. Stuck it all together. All I need to do now is stick a camera in it, and it can stand above the counter at work and... Make sure people are working. 
you could you could put it in the eyes. It'll be the best. Yes, oh. yes. Have one one normal blue eye and one red eye just blinking. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator two star. I love it. But yeah, you know, who says that these hobby skills aren't transferable? <laughs> well, now now I've got a few people at work going. Hmm, maybe you should make one for such and such a person. Such and such I, a person. Forget that. I feel like there is a thing here where you could do almost, you know how a lot of people started doing repaints of action figures and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like a pop vinyl repaint type event could be fun. Not necessarily, I mean, with whoever, but I feel like you work in a place that. It's not a bad idea. Could do a lot of it. We, we could we could almost run one of those. I you know way back when you helped me out with um, that present for Phil, where I took an ultramarine pop vinyl mm-hmm. and we uh, airbrushed that and and made it not ultramarines, but then painted it ultramarine. <laughs> yeah, but it was unique. <laughs> this is it, right? We painted it was the blue still an ultramarine. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I reckon there's there's a pop vinyl repaint option here that could be fun. All right. Well, let's let's store that away. Yeah. Uh, what about purchases? You bought yourself anything? I have been so well behaved, like ridiculously well behaved, except for when you well, merge. I mean, well, no, I mean, so I bought. Entry to Mayhem. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. So I've I've officially paid for my ticket to Mayhem, which is glorious. Um, I maybe bought too much music equipment again, but that's not really relevant. Um, and that's why I'm poor and I couldn't afford to buy anything else. But the other <laughs> thing that's happened that's, that's kind of enabled me to be a little bit cheap this time around is um, one of our good friends, uh, Jared is currently renovating his house and living at the in-laws and kind of in between places. And he does not have anywhere to store his 3D printer. Okay. Yep. Um, so how many have you got running it at once? So, well, currently there's still only two because I sold my uh, my filament one. Um, but his is like three times the size of mine and I can fit so much on there and it's exciting. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that is a thing It's taking a little bit of tinkering just to get it set up and running the way that I like it and all that jazz, but it's keeping me entertained. Excellent. And he's never getting it back. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, he has to finish renovating. And so as long as I keep sabotaging his house, <laughs> I think we're good. Um, looks like you're missing another wall. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, you had someone ransack this place again. Why have they so? Why have they just stolen building supplies? Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm sure. I'm sure you found plenty of things that you can print. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit dangerous. No, between that, and I'm just, I'm currently shopping for you know, replacement pickups for guitars and speakers for amps and things. So it's it's a, a world of expense I do not need. Um, and since I haven't been managed to buy gutter bowl yet, I, I haven't desperately needed anything. That's a lie. I did buy. Wait, cut and pick a minute. Um, <laughs> and minor, minor, small little thing. So um, George that runs Sydney Bowl. So if you are in the Sydney-ish area, there is – 
guy there, George, who's basically the lord of all Blood Bowl tournaments and events. Um, the Sydney Bowl, he runs 11s, he runs 7s. He's he's doing a whole lot of work and a whole lot of really good stuff to pump the scene out there. Um, and he's doing a whole bunch of merch as part of that. So dice cups and ball tokens and dice and he's getting pictures and stuff done at the moment, all kinds of fun like that. So I did, he flew in to one of the more recent uh, Victorian tournaments, mm-hmm. flew in, played it, flew out. He's doing that for a few. He's actually doing that for a few of the Vic ones. Um, and so I convinced him to bring me down some some stuff. So some, you know, a dice cup and some dice and a ball token and just some, some merch to, to kind of, uh, you know, pat out the collection. But that <laughs> is that is about as exciting as it got. I think that's all I've bought that's actually hobby related in the last little bit. I think. Well, I've been reasonably good, but I did make one or two slight purchases. So mm-hmm. I did get a copy, which I had pre-ordered at work, but a copy of Star Wars Shatterpoint. Came <gasps> yes. In. So I have that. It's sitting underneath my desk. Nothing is assembled. There is a box full of plastic. Like it's got, you know, two full teams to battle each other and like a whole heap of scenery as well. So I think uh, general plan is I'll probably end up splitting that with Alice and she can have the good guys. I'll keep the bad guys. But there's still a lot of terrain and everything needs to be put together anyway. Mm-hmm. So I did buy that and did nothing with it, but it's mm-hmm. there. Uh, the other thing, did you back Marvel Zombies on Kickstarter? No, I did not. No. Okay. So apparently... I regret that decision. Let's just be clear. <laughs> apparently the Kickstarter is due to be shipped out and should be starting to ship out to Australia in June. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, no, we're ne- nearly August. But uh, so this is, I mean, my fault because yeah, I could have either gotten the base game in the first shipment or and then waited for the X-Men expansion and all the promos and stuff to come in the second You can't shipment. do that. Who are you? Yeah, no. So I, I declared to just have it all shipped out in the second shipment. So I've been sitting here waiting and kind of getting excited, but still God knows when this thing is turning up. I had to go to Zing today. So I was in there and I happened to spy a little board game that was on sale, which happens to be this one here. So... I did a little bit of research before I bought it. This is Marvel Zombies Heroes Resistance. So this mm-hmm. is where you play as the heroes against some of the zombified other heroes. Yes. Now, the Kickstarter is going to give me Marvel Zombies, which is you as the zombies against the heroes, mm-hmm. and also the X-Men Resistance. I see what's This is here. not part of the Kickstarter. All of the models that are in here are included in various expansions in the Kickstarter, and I think I will get like all of them once that stuff arrives. But they're all slightly different sculpts anyway. And then, you know, there's more dice and there's more things and, and stuff and, and whatever. Like, now I can play it now if I want to. So, yeah, a grand total of 36 bucks, and I'm like, why the hell not? So I picked that up today. 
So while I wait for the actual Marvel Zombies, I have... (laughs) How how to get Brett to buy everything twice. I know, right? It's so easy. Just make me wait. Get me to pay for it all up front and then wait for it. It's it's that old salesman tactic of just silence. Yes. It's like, (laughs) just wait for them to crack. You know, the last update was, oh, we've noticed a few people are still trying to update their address. And I'm thinking... Did I need to update my address? (laughs) I mean, I've been in this house for six years, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the address I put. (laughs) Ah, well, that'll be coming at some point. I've got, I mean, I've only got that and Marvel United Multiverse or whatever it was. I've been so good on Kickstarter recently. Can we just, I've been so well behaved. Anyhow, I think since the last uh, Grebo. Uh, one that I backed. I think I've. I I've, think you, you backed that after I backed all of mine, though. And, yeah, and I've already got them, and they're glorious. Yeah, I know. Um, I should paint them too. Ugh, it's one more thing. Anyway, <laughs> here is the downside. Like I'm looking at the box of unpainted Blood Bowl teams that I've got sitting here, knowing that I can fit more than elevens team on at a time now. Um, it's basically no four hours per team. Mm. Um. I'm in trouble. <laughs> My backlog just got excessive. Have you got a dwarf team? I mean, I don't hate myself that much. Um, <laughs> so Phil hadn't convinced you? No. I chatted to him the other day about it. He still he, he keeps having like moments of weakness where he's like, actually, I wonder if we can make a dwarf team that doesn't play like dwarves. No, I don't think you can. No. I, you know, things like, can we make Fumblerooski a thing? Can we can we get a running play dwarf team? Or just six dwarves and a death roller. I feel and like that still plays like dwarves. It still plays like dwarves, but then you, you know, after they score, you're, uh, you've got nothing but linemen and you <laughs> spend the rest of the game running around. Or walking around trying to chase I was about to say running. Yeah, running. Uh, what about TV? Been watching anything recently? Uh, little bits and pieces. I did make a start finally, you know, well, late to the party, but here we are on um, the latest season of The Mandalorian. So we've slowly you mentioned been... this. You mentioned this to me the other night, and I, instantly I was like, is there another season I don't know? <gasps> I'm, there... I'm like, no, there's not. Um, I still haven't watched Andor. Um, Andor is good. I'll, I'll get there eventually, maybe one day. Um, there's just there's actually so many things I want to catch, um, and I just haven't got around to it. But we'll get there. Um, so I did start that because I knew the wife wouldn't care. Um, I am up to date, almost given that it's Wednesday night mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't watched the latest, but on uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah, so I'm – what? Is it? there's six episodes. This is the final one, isn't it? Uh, six episodes in the season. I've watched four. Mm-hmm. And it's very Marvel. I mean, it, it it's very Marvel if there was no superheroes. Hmm. Look, uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird watch for me because 
I quite enjoy Samuel Jackson. I mm-hmm. love Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, Amelia Clark isn't too bad. She's doing the thing that she's supposed to do yeah. well. But I, um, I, I just, know, like, I... The, the story itself doesn't seem to flow like the, for example, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't watched it, but there's a death in episode one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then episode two, Samuel Jackson's like, you know, I'm gonna gonna make things right. I'm gonna do everything I can, and then he just doesn't seem to be doing very much. I, I am really stuck with. I can't. Yes, Nick Fury, not a superhero, but you know he's supposed to be a pretty impressive dude. Mm-hmm. And there's still like there is moments occasionally of oh there's impressive dude, but it's not a consistent theme. Uh, no, and and I mean- it's just it's really hard. To see someone, I think it's because he played such a pivotal role in the MCU. He was in such a position of authority in the MCU and he's kind of not, it's, he's in this, it's, it's flipped the character on his head a little bit and it's hard to see the same character in those, in both those situations. Yeah. They, they've, they've written the character in a different way and, you know, he's been affected by the blip and having been gone for five years while Thanos did his thing. Mm. But it, it it's such a contrast in the character. And they keep, I think they refer to it, but it feels very lip servicey. Mm-hmm. Like it, there hasn't been a deep dive into the character of Nick Fury that explains what is happening now versus what is happening then. There's yeah. just kind of been a couple of passing references and it just doesn't feel like it hasn't resolved itself in my head. Yeah. I mean, he's what, 70, mid-70s, Samuel yeah. Jackson? Yeah. So it's not like he can do many action scenes or anything these days. But No. And still. he wasn't before, but I just feel like the authority he commanded in the MCU versus the authority the character has now, noting for well the situation has changed, uh, it just it feels like something's not quite right. Maybe he's a scroll. <gasps> dun 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 dun. That'd be fun. anyway. Yeah, you've got one episode to go. I've got two, and. Mm-hmm. We will see where it goes, but so far, not There's my favourite Marvel up. show. There is a lot to wrap up. Uh, yeah. No, when and when you think of things like Loki and WandaVision and mm-hmm. even bloody Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, the TV I mean, was doing so good. Loki, Loki was a different one for me, but um, did you hear WandaVision's coming back? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be WandaVision. I think it's going to be a spin-off of WandaVision. I hear that Agatha Harkness is getting a big Yeah, no, she's getting that. her own show, but I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, WandaVision itself is coming back. Mm. But I could be wrong. Yeah, no, Secret, Secret Invasion's only, yeah, no, Vision Wanda. Um, Secret Invasion is only six episodes. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's an interesting one. I have really enjoyed how much the TV 
has influenced the the wider cinematic universe. So it'll be curious to see how this kind of plays with the future movies. Yep. But who knows what they're doing of the future movies? I don't think they do. No. No, no there, there hasn't been any sort of overlying tying together structure that they had at the start. No. It, it really feels like they're in this state of kind of they've had the latest, you know, the, 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 the kind of the original, the OG guys have kind of disbanded. They're done with pretty mm-hmm. much. And yep. they're lining up the next big kind of phase of MCU. But we're kind of in that in-between phase where we're kind of getting rid of the old. We're still introducing a lot of the new characters. It's just it hasn't got the same momentum that it's had. No, definitely not. I could be wrong about WandaVision. IMDb is still saying only nine episodes, but Mm. we will see. I mean, it's fine because we've got the the DC cinematic universe to lean on in the the absence, right? Uh, Well, I mean, we will in a couple of years. (laughs) They've um, announced casting for the new Superman film. So Superman's been cast, as has who else is in there? (laughs) Uh, I really did enjoy all of the um, sort of internet memes and whatnot of, of the not quite Henry Cavill, where it's like, you know, Superman. And mum's like, no, we've got a Superman at home. And <laughs> Superman at home. And it's the photo <laughs> of the new guy. <laughs> oh, and that's gold. Um, but yeah, new Superman film is going to have Metamorpho, I think. Yes, Metamorpho's in it, uh, as is someone else it's i've gone completely blank over but uh guy gardner green lantern is going to be played mm. by nathan fillion oh yes which will be interesting because he yeah. was always obnoxious mm-hmm. yes he was the rude green lantern i'm curious just... i'm curious to see nathan fillion do this yes. with the bowl haircut yes that's the one yes <laughs> But, uh, yeah, look, I haven't seen Flash, and from all reports, it is nothing much to watch apart from Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, I, again, had so much hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so much hope, but, yeah, and that, that that's going to be the last DC thing for a while before, you know, uh, what's-his-face gets the new DC EU up and running, which will be you know, next year at the absolute earliest, probably more likely 25. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting space. Anyway, speaking about DC, I did watch season four of Titans. <gasps> I didn't realize there was a season four until we spoke the other day and I haven't had yes. a chance to dive in yet. I mean, Titans is a weird one for me too because I love it and then at the same time it is kind of a nothing show. <laughs> like I'll watch it and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like for you know, season three, for example, the first episode where you see the silhouette of Joker beating the crap out of Red Hood, mm-hmm. Robin as he is at the time, was like, oh my God, like blew my mind and then the rest of the season just sort of dribbled away. Yeah. This is kind of the same. I mean, you know, they've gone back to magic. It's all about Trigon and his heirs uh, again, which is kind of what season one was. But um, 
I just Maybe not. the actors are really like I like I really enjoy all of them. Like, the guy that plays Nightwing is phenomenal. The casting is glorious. I I really enjoy the character, the concept of Teen Titans. I really mm-hmm. enjoy yep. that. Um, I, I suppose the frustration for me is they've got such a rich option for for the storylines you throw at them, mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't. I mean. Absolutely, you throw the, the the Joker, Red Hood origin story stuff in there. That's juicy, but it kind of they didn't really lean into it as much as they could have. Yes. Um, but uh, like the the Deathstroke stuff seems to be only touch and go. Like they haven't really gone all in on that. Yep. No, I totally agree. And give us I give mean, us a terror. Give us a yes. Deathstroke terror story that would be an entire season of gold yes i mean yeah like i love the casting i love all the characters and i love how they play those characters i think this season could have been a lot more for me if they had you know a big bad that they haven't had before mm-hmm. i mean trigon well, just, do, just do a hive yeah trigon you actually see trigon as trigon mm-hmm. which is nice and that's not, you know, spoiling too much because there's a lot more in it than that. But it's still magic and it's still kind of very much a Raven story. Yeah. So look, yeah, enjoyed was, it, watched was, it, done. It was season one. There's the, yeah. there's the challenge. Like exactly. make one of the others the, the lead. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Anything I'm else? I'm still going to watch it and I'm still going to be super excited. I don't think so oh i did watch john wick chapter four. Oh, any good it's exactly what you expect it's <laughs> john wick one two and three it is, number it four is, it is what it says on the tin and it pleases <laughs> me to no end um no it's it is absolutely a john wick movie okay it's it, it does resolve the storyline. Like there is not going to be a John Wick chapter five, FYI. Um, yeah, look, it, apparently, apparently there are still discussions going on, and apparently <laughs> they left it ambiguous. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> You've seen it. Like, can is, it be ambiguous? Can is, that ending be ambiguous? Well, um, well, I mean, you can always, right? Yeah. Again, unless you see the the full, like there are things. Unless yeah. you see literally everything, they can always pull something out. Um, he, there is an amazingly ridiculous scene that I just giggled all the way through. That is a gunfight with nunchucks. <laughs> I mean, he literally brought nunchucks to a gunfight. It's the best thing in the world. Um, you know, they've they've leveled up the, I, and you've got to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the um, oh, what was it the the guy that plays because I've only seen the first three mm-hmm. the concierge mm-hmm. was he in this one? Yes. Okay, cool. Because he has since passed away, mm-hmm. and he he was a, he was an awesome actor. Yes. Yes. Now he's in that one. Um, it, it's interesting because obviously with the end of 
chapter three, he is out of the loop. You know, he's no longer welcome at the mm-hmm. the hotels or anything. They, um, so they weave all of that right back into it, which is lovely. There's still really big involvement from the Continentals. Yep. Um, and the guy who plays the manager of the Continental, I really I like. I love him. I have loved um, him since Deadwood. Yeah. Anything, anything I see him in, like even if it's something stupid like uh, like Death Race or something <laughs> like that, like, yeah. he is always fun to watch. It's glorious. He does exactly what he's supposed to. Um, but it, I felt with this one, actually, the piece I really liked was they gave John Wick as a character more of a history and more of a community than they had previously. Okay. I feel like in all of them, you kind of got the sense he had these past relationships with people, but that was actually more of the storyline than it had been previously. And I, I really enjoyed that. It, it made it, it, it gave him more of a purpose. It gave a lot of the other characters more of a purpose and it actually started to have relationships rather than just these bit parts interspersed with gunfights. There's yep. still a shit ton of gunfights. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I'm remembering now, but there were a lot of instances in the the other three where it was like, hey, it's you again. Are we fighting? Yeah. Oh, okay, we're fighting. Yeah. You, know, you just seem to know everyone. Yeah. But I feel like exactly right in the last, the last three movies, it was, hey, I know you. Let's mm-hmm. fight. Um, whereas there was a little bit more of the... I don't know, they, they, they just felt like the relationships were a little bit more well-established. Gotcha. Makes sense. Cool. All right, now I will watch that at some point when it eventually gets to a streaming service. It is on a streaming service. I think I just had to pay 20 bucks. Okay. When it gets free to a streaming service that I currently is, subscribe to. Which is currently what I'm eyeing off with um, the latest Spider-Verse. Ooh. I need, I need that's on streaming for a cost. A cost. Pretty okay. sure maybe. I have heard nothing but good things about that. No. Too. Oh, I need to go rewatch the last one just so I can do them both. Yes. I'm, I'm hanging for, out to see. I'm waiting Guardians. for Guardians. Yeah. As soon as Guardians hits Disney, um, because I've heard that that's halfway decent, and I need a halfway decent Marvel film. <laughs> The only other thing I've watched recently has been I found a documentary on Netflix called Quarterback, mm-hmm. which follows three NFL quarterbacks through the 2022-2023 season. And it was mm-hmm. awesome just for just to watch that, see a bit of the behind the scenes, but, you know, obviously the highlights of the matches as they were playing and mm-hmm. you know, hearing commentary from the quarterbacks and you, you know they're all mic'd up so you can hear what they're saying on the field and when shit goes wrong it's it's you know it, it was an entertaining watch so i enjoyed that the other thing did you ever play twisted metal i know that why do i know that playstation game cars beating each other it's like a sort of mad max carmageddon style game There was Sweet Tooth, who was the clown who drove an ice cream truck. He is the most well-known character. This is dim, 
distant okay. bells. There, they've done a TV show of that. Oh it comes God. out on stand tomorrow, I think. So I need to watch that. And the, the main character is, and I've totally forgotten his name, but the guy that plays Falcon in the MCU. Uh, Mackie. Anthony yes. Mackie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he is the main character, but yeah, the, <gasps> I've, I've seen, seen it. and it's got, and it's got what's her face from Brooklyn nine, nine. And is that the one I've seen the ads for? I don't know. I've never seen Brooklyn nine, nine. <gasps> nine, one. What? What is it? No, what no. Brooklyn nine, nine. Okay. Brooklyn nine, nine. Just, do yourself a favor. Um, there's like seven seasons. You just giggle sure. your ass off. Yeah. I've got plenty of time. It's one of those. It's it's not a thinking man show. No, uh, it one is, of those it is kind of 20 minutes yeah. in the background sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there is absolute giggle moments in every single episode. Um, she's also, she played the lead in as the voice actor in Encanto. Um mm-hmm. Stephanie, Stephanie, what's her face? Anyway, brilliant. Yes. No, I've seen the ads for it and I'm like, what is this? I need to see it. I didn't realize it was okay. So I've seen a a bit of the trailer, which was basically Sweet Tooth pounding the crap out of Anthony Mackie in a casino, I think, from memory. But yeah, I am. I, I enjoyed playing the game, and I'm curious to see how they turn like that sort of a game into a TV show. So, yes, I'll check that one out. Anyway, that is that is watching. That is watching. Shall we move on? Let's let's do some let's games. Have, let's do some games before we dive into actual games. Have we been, I have not been, let's be clear, but have we been Diabloing or other things? Yeah, look, I have. They've just released the new season or the very first season for Diablo. So it's basically like a battle pass. You pay 15 bucks and then as you progress, you can unlock lots of free shit for your characters. Mm-hmm. When I say free, you can pay 15 bucks and then unlock everything as you go along, or you can not pay anything and then unlock something every like five or 10 levels, right? Yeah, the standard, the standard, standard pay to win thing. thing where we're yeah. not actually paying to win because you could technically get it without paying, but it will just cost you three lifetimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they release that and to play and to start unlocking that sort of stuff, you needed to create a new character. You couldn't use your old character. Which people were a bit up in arms about. Rage. Plus, they released a patch at the same time, which apparently nerfed a whole heap of characters in the Sorcerer in particular, I believe. So people were up in arms about that. Um, But I thought, yeah, fuck it, why not? So I started a new character, and I started a Sorcerer. (laughs) And I've been running around with her, and I've hit level 25 now. Mm -hmm. Um, I skipped the whole campaign. So mm-hmm. because I've already finished that, I could I had an option where I could skip it and I've just gone into the new stuff and just wandered around, done my own thing. I was tempted. I wasn't sure how much I'd play it, so I was not sure whether I should get the battle pass or not. I was like, 15 bucks is not much, considering I never paid for the game in the first place. Because <laughs> it makes it a little bit more palatable, yes. Which is which is and Incidentally, the guy who I've my Xbox and his account are linked up, and he buys all his games download so I can just download them for nothing. 
I don't think I've seen him on Diablo. <laughs> I've been playing it nonstop, and I don't think I've ever seen him actually playing it. So I'm getting a lot more value out of his money than he is. Uh, but I was very tempted simply because the first two levels in the Battle Pass, which are not free, but they give you like an awesome-looking horse. Mm-hmm. that you can travel around in. And traveling on horse is a lot faster than traveling by not on horse. Uh, but then, yeah, the other night I jumped in and I thought, oh, and every now and then they do these events where a whole heap of monsters are spawn and you can team up with a whole heap of other people and try and take them down. If you do them in a certain time period or in a certain way, then you get lots of treasure. And if you don't do it, but you still survive, you get a bit of treasure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I joined one of those. And we smashed through it, and so two big chests chests dropped, and in the first one was a Shiny ghost horse? horse. Ghost horse? Ghost horse. So my horse is actually now better than the one, I think, on the battle pass, so I don't does think that, I'll be buying it. Does that mean you, your character now is Ghost Rider? Yeah. Except there's no flames. Get something with flames. I mean, that's an easy fix, surely. <laughs> well, the armor. I'm sure there's some armor which has a bit of flames on it. Yeah. I can flame the armor on a ghost horse. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, Diablo, a lot of fun. Still enjoying it. Still playing it. Good Point value. Mash. Thanks. Definitely yes. worth the money I paid. <laughs> it's the only reason I haven't because I've paid for too many other things. I'm like, I can't. I just, you know. I just I can't get off it like every now and then. And, you know, I've been working quite a bit recently. And so, you know, I'll come home, I'll be exhausted, and I might jump on and just kill shit for an hour or two. Just to That's a good one for out. that. It's really good for that. Mm, I don't. And then, you know, we've also got what Baldur's Gate coming out mm. sometime soon, which is dangerous. And then I saw the price and it was less dangerous. <laughs> Um, I'm very tempted. There is a new expansion for Power Wash Simulator, which is a, the first paid for one, which is the only reason I haven't got it yet. You know, I haven't splashed out on the 11 or 12 bucks that it costs to get it. You haven't, you haven't splashed out on I Power know, Wash right? Simulator. Pun that intended. Was glorious. That was, that was um, amazing. This one is um, SpongeBob. <laughs> Fuck I'm, I'm still tempted. One day I'll grab it and then I'll be washing a pineapple under the sea with a power washer. What? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, games. Games. Actual, Actual games. games. So there was uh, a friend of the dis- in the Discord, Moose, is a big Underworlds player. He has organized a number of games recently and... not Monday that's just gone, but the Monday previous, we were all set to go and play. Mm -hmm. Then I realized that I was a couple of days into a seven-day stretch and I was absolutely exhausted and I didn't quite make it, but you did. I did, and that was the second lot of Underworlds I'd played in recent history. Um, So I did randomly rock into, because they've been doing it on kind of the alternate Mondays where we Mm -hmm. don't have Global League Night. Uh, and also on Wednesday night. So there's a lot of Underworlds getting played at the moment. Um, it's so I went in for just one of the it? randoms. It's, yes. It's, it's, I had, 
basically bowed out for a fair amount of time because of the original series, the original few seasons, pay to win kind of hmm. aesthetic. Aesthetic is the wrong word, but it's the kind of concept that you needed. You needed to build a deck. You need the best cards, but three of the best cards are in this deck, and you don't need this crew box, but you do need those three cards. And then yeah. it just it got it got really Pokemon kind of have to catch them all it to really be vaguely into it. I I still collected every single Warband from like the first three seasons, I think. Um, and then I yeah I did the same. I bowed out and I bought. The most re oh no, not even the most recent box, but I bought one of the more recent boxes that had the new Skaven team in it. But that's mm-hmm. the only thing I've bought since. Yeah, so the newest season box, whatever, has multiple formats. Um, so you can still do balls in, pay to win, collect them all, build the the, the ultimate deck kind of approach, but. They've they've bought out and they've really supported this concept of rivals, um, which is basically you take the crew you bought and the cards that came with them in the pre-done deck mm-hmm. and off you go. And what they're doing to support that as well as that is they've brought out just generic rivals decks that you can play with any crew. So the decks are pre-made. There's no no chopping changes. Yeah, my understanding of these these pre-built decks though is surely a deck that you buy is going to have some sort of a theme, obviously, yep. and is going to be more structured or better played with certain warbands. Correct. And so that's what I can't know, work out. There's there is as an example a tooth and claw one, which is very punchy. There mm-hmm. is a couple of ones which are magicy focused. There's a couple that are kind of more movement focused or objective focused. So the the rivals decks definitely do, but it means it also means that for some of those earlier warbands that haven't got you know, enough cards in the the base deck, basically, there is generally a rivals deck that will fit their style. Mm-hmm. Um, which just means that a lot of the earlier warbands are more playable than they've ever been. Um, which is good. Which is glorious. And I assume the more that they bring out Rivals decks, the more that's going to give you options. Um, but as I said, there's been quite a few quite a few games played. Um, so I've played at least three games in the last few weeks. Um so I did one uh, against Moose where I ran the Slanesh guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know their names. Um, Lusty good. Mick th- those ones. Face. Yeah, yeah. That's, and look, they were good. I still don't entirely understand how they're supposed to work yet, but that's fine. Um, they're pretty. They punch things. Um, I then, so that was the first game. That was kind of a warm-up. Let's remember how this game plays see what's changed because again just between editions there's enough that changes so we're just like oh that's new um i didn't expect that to work like that because it didn't work like that last time but so that was a good just refresher and a bit of a uh, you know get up to speed with the changes and then two games the other night on that that exact night mm-hmm. so the first one again i ran um actually one of the new the savage orc 
warband. So I just okay. stole stole a yep. warband from somebody who already had them on the table. Um, against uh, the dark elf, the the canite dark elfy witch chicks. Um, I've got those sitting here to be assembled. I think that was the other one that came in that box with the scaven. Yeah, they're they're pretty, they're fun. Um, and I got a little bit excited because basically the first thing I did with an orc smushed one into red mist and I went, oh, <laughs> I'll just do that. And then less smushing happened and they run around and there's one that's half a snake and she just shot the piss out of me for the rest of the, the, the game. Um, but that was, again, it was good fun. It was just getting into it. It is just starting to understand the get beyond the base mechanic and start understanding how the game works, mm-hmm. um, which is really good fun. And, and they're so quick, the games. Um, yeah. It's so easy to pick up. Now that you don't have to dick around with decks, you can actually start thinking about instead of going, oh, what card do I need to put in or take out or how am I going to do the deck? You can be like, here is the deck. How do I make it work in these scenarios? Mm-hmm. And I like I like that bit of the game more than I like the how am I going to build. Um and then I played the vampires. Um, now, this is the thing. This is what I want to know because I I love those vampire models. I, they're very pretty. I painted mine up. I was really happy with how I painted mine up. Literally just followed one of the GW mm-hmm. paint, by, paint this way videos, but really happy with how mine turned out. And I really want to play them. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what sort of rivals deck would be good for them. I mean, their base set works. Mm-hmm. So just, and that's all I used. I just used the all the faction cards. Yep. Um, that just means I need which, to get them out of the folder and work out which ones are which. Yeah, you just got to find the ones with the right little symbol on them. Okay. Mine, mine was still in the box the day before I played. I assembled them the night before, so that was nice and easy. Um, so, yeah, I just ran the, the faction deck with them and it was fun. There's a little bit of – the complexity with them is they've got this mechanic where they get hungry. Mm-hmm. So they they get hunger tokens and they lose hunger tokens and that's great. So you've got the the base side of the card, you've got the inspired side of the card and then you've got another effect or another thing that happens when they get hungry. So it kind of feels like their card has three faces. Okay. Because it flips depending on and whether they're, they're hungry. They're constantly flipping too, aren't they? To a degree. Yeah. But as I said, it's basically like they're, they're, they've got three card, three faces to the card. It's not just normal and inspired. It's normal and inspired and hungry. Um, for each of the characters, but they get glory for doing nothing. It seems, um, just out of the faction deck and they're very pretty and now they, they do exactly what they say on the tin. I still struggle though with the concept that everybody is super fragile and Mm -hmm. I keep forgetting how easy it is for shit to die in underworlds because even a, a strong character is like five wounds. Yep which is killable, eminently killable. Yes. Yeah, no, very much so, which made it kind of cool. And and, and yes. you know, why I had a bit of fun playing some of those teams that were able to bring things back, like the Skaven <laughs> or the Ghouls or 
Well, I mean, the fun one was um, Moose was playing the the water elves. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. The, the, the deepkin with the crab and the okay. fish yep. and the, the thing. And the fish is fucking annoying. So <laughs> the way this plays out, and, and they've got a couple of options. to They can bring one of their guys back. Um, but the fish, you put down a little counter in a turn at the end of a turn or something and then or at the end of an activation and then you can put the fish there. Okay. And the fish is there. And he acts as a support. Mm-hmm. And if you murder the fish, you get no glory. And then he puts a little token down and then the fish appears. <laughs> and he's just an irritating little jerk of a thing. Um, so, you know, there was that. And then there was his little spear guy that came back. Um, I can't remember exactly what that mechanic is, but, you know, it's not like a resummon every other day, but it, it's a thing. Um yeah. Whereas the vampires, there's there's only four of them, but they they are pretty pretty savage, and there's a lot of options for upgrades and stuff. Like they do cool stuff. Um, definitely need a little bit more play. Like the one I need to play a bit more to get my head around. I think. Yeah. Um, but it is yeah. did remind me that it is just a fun game. Like it's yeah. not a huge model count. It's not a massive investment. You can just buy a box and off you go moose knows all the rules so i don't have to um you know there's there's all kinds of goodness yeah no i want to i want to play a bit more i do want to try the vampires properly Mm -hmm. i remember i bought them i painted them i made a deck specifically for them Mm -hmm. and then never actually played with them I did hear that they were fairly, you know, that whole glory for nothing and a little bit overpowered, which is kind of a uh, deterrent because, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you want to play something which is going to be a fair fight for everyone. Yeah. It's kind of like that whole Moloch thing. When Moloch came out, Moloch was like an absolute beast and nobody could beat him. It is, but I also feel like... When Moloch came out, that was the case. When the vampires came out, that was a case. There's been an entire edition rules change since then. There's been yep. a rebalance of the format. There's been you know, a, a lot of extra stuff done. And it feels like, you know, their point in time brokenness is probably hmm. not. I mean, I somehow still managed. Yeah. All the more reason yeah. to find a nice rivals deck that'll work with them. Switch. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know this is probably a whole, a probably a whole other episode, right? But because um, we were talking about sort of, I was talking to Moose about bloat in the game and the fact mm-hmm. that there are so many more crews, um, and so many more warbands and so many more things. Like, there's just more stuff, and to keep expanding on the game, you have to keep doing that. And that um, also the point that it feels like. The longer we go on, the more words are on cards. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I go back to the season one deck and and the pl- fighter cards, and the font was bigger, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, which is fine, and I get it, right? But it was it was probably that piece. But it, I feel like you know, Molog was good in Molog's day, but Molog's days mm. was a, a whole edition long, or two ago. <laughs> Uh, you know, same for the vampires, and then you throw in a rivals format, and it's almost like going Blood Bowl Elevens versus Blood Bowl Sevens. Okay. Different things, different things have different strengths. Um, yeah, I, I, 
I really, I enjoyed, I probably enjoyed the Rivals format more than I've enjoyed playing Underworlds to date. Okay. That's good. Um, and probably just because I have to do less prep work. <laughs> um, but there was also a, a comment there around you could just get a Rivals deck as a concept mm-hmm. and play that and swap out the warband because the fighter cards actually change less than if you know the deck and you know what the deck does, the fighters have less change for you to manage than if you were changing the deck every game. Yep. No, that makes sense. So, you, um, so I think there's different ways you could, you could play it out too. Intriguing. I'll have it's to get fun. a game in soon. Yes. I'm, I'm keen for more. It was, it's good fun. But we also played other things. We did. So when was it? Was it? It was Friday week ago, wasn't it? Yes. So the monthly Marvel Crisis Protocol night at Throw the Dice, mm-hmm. which is currently in talks, I believe, to be fortnightly rather than monthly, yep. because there were quite a few games going on, which was nice. I think there was six or so games yeah. getting played. And this is the first time we've played for a while, so I think we both kind of wanted somebody to sort of direct us a little bit through. Absolutely. I Again, it would have been so long since we'd played, and even when we had played and had played a little bit, I think we were still in that phase of we had learnt the rules by reading the rules, and mm-hmm. invariably you get shit wrong. Um, it's the whole point of this podcast. It is. Um, but, you know, the second you're playing in a vacuum, um, there's just stuff that you either agree to or read communally wrong or somebody says this is how it works and everyone believes them and doesn't check. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just nice to get somebody who knew more than us, low bar, um, but... <laughs> Somebody to go, right, well, here's where it's at today too. Because, again, it's changed. They've had FAQs and stuff. The whole, you know, the the layouts that you set up with for the different crises are all different. Well, a whole heap of them are different and have had changed since we played last, basically. They've done a big balancing act because last time we played, I think they'd just done a big balancing act to a lot of the actual character cards. Yes. Um, but they'd done that to the um, crises, so the objectives and stuff mm-hmm. as well. They basically did a big big balancing act and reprint of those. Um, and obviously there's a whole lot of other characters and stuff that have come out since then as well that I haven't seen on the table before. Yes. So yeah, it was good to see I a lot seen. of those. Yeah, there's some some of those characters I've bought but haven't played with. Um, you know, I saw, I think I saw two Gwenpools there, didn't I? Was it two? I'll say yes. I definitely saw at least one. Yeah, and she's the one that I'm currently painting up. So, for example, but yeah, there were and you, know, who who were you playing? It was. So I was playing Wade. Wade. Um, and he was, he was running spiders. Yeah, so he had. Peter, but the new, the bigger Peter that comes in the, the like the Doc Ock diorama. Mm-hmm. So Peter, Doc Ock, Miles, Gwen Stacy, Loki yep. was the, the splash the character he yep. in there. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was it. Um, 
so I mean, between Doc Ock and, and Peter, they were both pretty big imposing pieces. And then he had mm-hmm. this little kind of pool of Miles, Gwen, Loki running at me up the other side as well. Um, but again, I hadn't seen any of them played yet. Yep. Because yeah, so none was... of them are, are characters that I'd buy no. generally. So that's the, um, the benefit of playing outside this vacuum, so to speak. Yeah. And just seeing different people, you know, try different stuff, do different mm-hmm. things. Like the game I was watching him play before was a different crew and he had um, bloody Immortal Hulk, yep. the new big one. Um, table next to us had the big Hulk buster. Yep. Uh, so kicking around the middle of the table, it's just such an imposing piece. Um, and then a whole bunch of models I hadn't seen on the table when I was watching one of the other games when there was kind of a, a Modoc and an Arnim Zola and mm-hmm. a few of them that are like, I hadn't seen any of them in the flesh yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think there was five games the whole night, maybe five or six. But yeah, there were so many pieces that, I had not seen in the flesh and different ways of playing different characters. It was a really cool night. And, yeah. you know, if you are interested in, in Crisis Protocol, I really suggest you get down to, to something like the, the Throw the Dice monthly thing. Even if you've got no no models and whatever, like, there was a guy there who had bought the starter box and was yeah. getting his very first game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these guys are awesome at that yeah Chris, it was great we both we yeah. both rocked in and we're just like so keen it's been a long time can somebody you know just you know hold their hands yeah uh, you know shepherd us through this and literally a couple of guys just lined up they they put together a crew on the spot that went here's your suit mm-hmm. um here you go and honestly did help us through the game and it was just you know even in even if they weren't telling us what to do, when, why, because um, I like learning the hard way, but it was yeah. just really, cl- just making it really clear about if we're talking about a combat, these are the steps, this is the order, this is what you do first, this is you result, and then you do the next thing, and just yeah. managing that a little bit, so I didn't have to be like, oh, so what, can I do this now? Can I reroll that one? Or the, and he's like, no, first we do this, right? And that's done. Now step two is. And yep. it was just, it's lovely to have that kind of structure, I suppose. Yeah, it's its just awesome to not only find a game that is really fun to play, but to find a, a group of people playing said game who will mm-hmm. go all out to share their love mm-hmm. of that game. You know, and, you know it's not like you're going to sit down and across from somebody try and learn a game and they smash the crap out of you and move on with their life you know these guys were absolutely like chris was stepping me through step by step absolute baby steps and a lot of it was very familiar and came back to me very quickly but he was still explaining everything really nice and easy for Mm me um he took me through a game he used basically the avengers so it was like iron man cap uh, Bucky, oh, I'm trying to remember, Thor was there and there was one other and I'm totally forgetting who the fifth one was. Surely it's got to be a cheapie, like a Hawkeye or someone. Oh, I think it was. Or a Widow. 
was it Iron Machine? Iron Oh War Machine. War Machine, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh anyway, I threw together um a little X Force team. I'm like, I've got a couple of X Force guys now. I may as well try and use them. Uh, so I stuck Cable on the field, which I'd never used Cable before. Deadpool, Wolverine, Sabretooth, and Toad. That was my team, and I really enjoyed X Force. Mm-hmm. Like they are a lot. They're more designed to hurt the opponent. So there's a lot of shooting and re-rolling dice when you're attacking and all sorts of stuff. And my dice worked quite well, and I, I took out a couple of his guys. Didn't help me because, you know, the idea of Crisis is to actually do the objectives more so than kill your opponent. But, and, you know, the dice are always going to be up and down anyway. So my dice happened to be up this game, which meant I killed a few of his guys. But uh, that's not going to happen all the time. But I no. still, I really enjoyed the X Force team per se. Yeah, and I ran um, the Wakandan guys, so mm-hmm. I was running um, Panther, Storm, Shuri, Okoye, Killmonger. Mm-hmm. I think that was about it. Can't remember. That'll do. Um, and it was again the first time I'd really played them. So, you know, possibly a rookie mistake, but here we are. Mm. Um, but it was good just seeing, getting a little bit of an insight into how, because most of their stuff is reliable dice. Like you're not doing heaps mm-hmm. of stuff with all of them, but you're getting a lot of re-rolls through different effects and buffs and things. Um, so it was really good having Wade step me through and being like, you know, here's when this thing applies because where you do re-rolls versus where you can and can't and how that kind of works was actually pretty important for understanding the faction. Um, and then, you know, things like uh, Loki was good fun actually. He's got an ability where uh, I think, I can't remember it's just when he's injured, but um, you don't get, um, you know, your critical hits get an extra dice. No, yep. you don't get that. Um, if you want to spend power to do a superpower, you need to spend an additional power to do the superpower. So he's just got this aura of dicking you around, um, which is fun. Again, just fun to negotiate. And then fortunately we got a couple of the objectives that I was familiar with, which was nice. So we got hammers, we got the, the, uh, whatever it is, the worthy one. Yeah, we so played we hammers pick, as well. We got to pick up hammers and run around and, and whack people with hammers, which is always fun. Um, and even just stuff like when somebody drops a hammer, where it goes and who places and that kind of stuff. It was good just to get that, having someone know what they were doing, yes. um, who, who was really, really focused on making it clear what happens when and why. It was lovely. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how your game was, but for my game, pretty much, I mean, the score wasn't really important. No. Like, you know, we were scoring as we should it, be. It, it let it us know more... when to stop the game. Yes. Um, incidentally, I got to double figures, so I was very proud of myself. <clears throat> I think it ended up, because um, it's first to 16 points, yeah. Chris ended up on 15 at one point, and so he would have gotten like two or three or four in the last Yeah. Rounded, but I got up to 11, so I was happy. I think Wade was being very nice to me because he did. He even when I 
shirt up on the table. He put away the uh, the crew he was playing and pulled out mm-hmm. the spiders. Yeah. Um, so I, I managed the 16, but I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of that was him playing very nicely and also his <laughs> dice not doing what his dice was supposed to do at times. <laughs> uh, you, know, you roll a big old handful and there's a lot of blanks. You're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we play Blood Bowl. We know what dice are like. And that's, I think that's the thing about Crisis Protocol that I kind of enjoy is that there are more dice than there are in Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of makes it feel, and I don't know, I haven't done the math right, but it feels swingy in that on a dice, there are more successes to hit than there are to defend. So on average, you're going to do more more hits. Yep. But you can you can go one way or the other. Like you can go a billion, you know, you, yes. you can get 100% damage or you can do very, very little. Um, and the amount of times that people were taking minimal to no damage seemed inconsistent with the odds. Because you're rolling, you're rolling a lot less dice in defense than, than you are in attack most of the time. So yeah. they might hit you with a, like an eight dice huge attack and then you're rolling your three dice in defense. And even then the odds of hitting, I think, are better than the odds of defending. So, you know, yeah. there's, uh, yeah. you know, the odds are not forever in your favor. But sometimes it just works and I like that. It was good. It just, yeah, it was good fun. It gave us big superhero moments too. Like we were throwing shit at each other and, you know, you had at one stage there Spider-Man kicked Black Panther like halfway across the table between attacks and abilities and stuff and then Black Panther got up and murdered him. Um, so, you know, <laughs> it, it felt cinematic. Um, no, it was, it was good. We, we enjoyed it. Yeah. No, definitely, again, Crisis Protocol, one we recommend. It's a good fun game. Nice and straightforward too. Yeah, it's not. The trickiest part is knowing, is working out what your characters do and all their special abilities. Basics of the game, very simple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is probably the thing I think that will trip me up for the next however long is because there are so many more characters now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so for a long time, you're going to be coming up against things that you hadn't seen necessarily. Um, But also... So what? If you don't care, you don't. It's not an issue. <laughs> yeah, it's it. We're not. We're not playing tournaments or anything it, like it, that for it. it. Does it's what? just for fun. You do yeah. this, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then you get your two actions. Oh, okay, cool. That sounds like fun. Maybe I'll Can buy we... that model. <laughs> Damn them! That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Uh, so we've played. You played Underworlds. We've played Crisis. One more game. What was that? One more well, game. I will play. say. I will say before we we get into oh, one more game on. we played. I did sneak in a sneaky game of Blood Bowl Elevens. Ooh. Um. So tabletop uh, or tabletop. Hmm. Um. So I was chatting to Phil from a yep. previous episode. Um. Who was attending a, a tournament and he wanted to try out the list beforehand. And he happened to have an evening free. So we just booked a table at Throw the Dice and I rocked up. Yep. Um, and so I tried one of the seven lists I have floating around my head for mayhem um, and put the frogs it, on the is table. Is it still seven lists or is it now six? Oh, no. I, th- I think the thing I 
am still remembering, right, is how punchier, how many more blocks are thrown in 11s. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's partially to the fact that I haven't been playing any online at all either. So it's all been sevens and my play style has very much adjusted to sevens. Um, and I got pounded. Um, <laughs> like it's just, and again, I was playing Slan. So I was, it takes a little bit to re kind of rejig the brain to go, right, this is what you can do. This is when you sh- should do. This is when you shouldn't. It's very easy to get suckered into everyone has leaps. So you need to leap with everybody all the time. But you've um, got re-rolls now. Well, I did, but I use them pretty leap, quickly. Leap. <laughs> I, I, they, they came up real quick. Um, so <laughs> I, I need to either get better at rolling dice or maybe go with one of the, the higher re-roll count rosters. Um but he did pound the living shit out of my team. I managed to somehow squeeze it back to a 2-1 loss. Okay. Um, he was running Old World, Old World Alliance. Um, so, dwarves. again, with yeah, he got to put some dwarves on, but he got to put some dwarves with a Blitzer and an Ogre and, you know, some stuff that could move as well. The, the bloody human catcher with move 7 or 8 or whatever the hell yes. it is. Um, yeah, I think he's 8. And then, again, you're running dwarves, but both of the dwarves that weren't a troll slayer had guard, mm-hmm. um, and they just sat in the middle directly behind the line of scrimmage going, right, now everybody hits with two dice. Please go away. Um, and the frogs, and again, it, it's doing silly things like relying on armor nine to survive. Um yep. Alas. Armor um, 9 should be decent. Should be. Um, no, it was it was well played by Phil. It also reminded me with a slightly longer game, you can afford to really focus on which pieces you don't like. Mm-hmm. He looked at my roster and went, I don't like that one and I don't like this one. And they were the ones for the first half of the game he just stomped the living shit out of until they were gone and off the pitch. Um, you know, he had, because he was running the the Alliance, who would, actually worked really well, by the way. Um, you know, the halfling just ran up and kicked somebody every single turn. Um, the, the dwarf sat there and just gave guard assists to each other, if not anyone else. Um, you had a catcher and a blitzer there as kind of a scoring threat, and then everybody else... Basically, everyone else had block because they're not a high tier. So, and he was running a, a tournament yep. kind of pack. So, plenty of skills to splash around. Um, it, was, it was a fun game. It went for twice as long as I remember. Um, in that it didn't. It went for it went for the two hours or two and a half hours or whatever it was. Um, so, it's actually pretty standard for a game of Blood Bowl Elevens, but it just feels like such a long time now. Yeah, I'm worried. I mean, I bought my ticket for Mayhem pretty much as soon as they went up. So I dare say, you know, if they were to number the tickets, I'd be, you know, one of the first five. Single digits, yeah. Yeah, single digits for sure. Uh, that being said, I am terrified of what to play and how to play it. And I'm going to be exhausted by the yes. end of the day. It's going to be a totally different experience than 
one of our tournaments, let's say. Mm. I'm looking forward to it, but it's going to be a totally oh, different yeah. experience. No, it'll be fun, but yeah. Mm. Brain will be fried. Oh, yeah. be doing silly ass shit by the end of that. As opposed to sevens. Which is another game. I mean, that's a fact. It's another game. Yes. I mean, it's sort of the same game, but a different format. Does that make it a different game? I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. <laughs> um, but also, it is a game that we may or may not have played. Yes. So, round three of the current league, we got paired up against each other. Which is the first time we have played in what feels like forever. It seems like a while, doesn't it? I cannot remember the last time we played a game, let alone a game of Blood Bowl. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, like you were sitting at the top of the ladder. I think I was about fourth, but this is only after two games, so anything can happen in the next mm. couple of rounds anyway. But... Um, you're playing, what are you playing this season? I'm playing Amazons. So Amazons. the roster the roster is pretty, I mean, I feel like it writes itself. They now have mm-hmm. a strength four player and you can take two of them. So you take two of them. Yep. Um, and then the Blitzers who were kind of the mandatory piece lost block. So they aren't as, as good as they were. They're different to what they were. Um, I went with two of them as kind of more versatile pieces. There's a thrower, which would be the other option, but I've left her at home because who yep. plays throwing? Um, so it's basically two blots, two blockers, two blitzers, three linemen. There's your seven pieces. Um, it's a little bit scary when everybody's armor eight, but, you know, here we are. Um, we'll get a bench at some stage. And then I've managed so far, I've got a blitzer with Fend. Mm-hmm. And one of the blockers with frenzy, which one day I will remember. <laughs> so I'm playing lizards. Obviously, I had. Uh, so this is game three. So game one, I think one of my skinks got. Was it defensive? Diving I'm not a hundred percent sure. No, because that was that was my skink from game two. Uh, the skink from game one that got his skill decided after game two to leave me. So I was back down to seven players against you. So I still had the fuck. diving tackle skink from game two. So three skinks, three Sorai, and eight Crocs. Mm. And I was expecting this to be sort of a runaround game and, and potentially high scoring, kind of like I was expecting my game against Ant to be. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that. It, it was not. And, I mean, let's be clear. I went into this game going, right, three skinks is the best number of skinks I can be dealing with for yes. me in that they die a lot easier than the rest of the team and no one else can touch the ball. So if I can murder a couple of skinks, we're looking pretty good. Which is um, the stock standard response to lizards. That's how you play against them. It's, Yeah. Um, and often people do silly things because you can do silly things with skinks. And as long as you can jump on a little lizard as he, as he tries to duck his head around, it's happy days. Mm. Alas, um, <laughs> you were very restrained with the skinks for the first half of that game. Look, he, he, 
I mean, part of that is that you kicked to me and it was instantly a touchback. And so I stuck it on a skink and you said, but there's a Crocs there. I went, of course there is. So I stuck it on the Crocs just for shits and giggles. I regretted my decision immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, yeah, how many times am I going to roll bonehead on my way to eventually get maybe close to the end zone? Uh, I don't think I did roll it with him when he had the ball, but he didn't have the ball for very long. And especially when I think at least the first turn, definitely, and maybe the second or the third turn was like double skulls from like my first punch. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was thinking, well, it's going to be one of these games. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I was very excited after those first couple of rolls because, I mean, I felt a little bit bad because you'd done very sensible things and then just sculled yourself down. I'm like, shit. I might have a chance here. Mm-hmm. We, we is, you would also, I mean, correctly, you had a Crocs with the ball. Um, but you had him, you had some Saurus around him, and you had a, a little gaggle of skinks just following him from behind, going, yep. any second now, he might pass it to me. He might just give it to me and then I can run. Um, <laughs> so I was very aware of that, but it was also very hard to get to the little bastards. <laughs> So, I mean, that was one option. I'm also very aware of how well my skinks have picked up the ball for the last two games. So I wasn't overly enthusiastic about having to roll any sort of ball handling dice with them. Yeah. They, they, I mean, if you could just walk a Crocs over the line, that's a win, right? You don't have to roll yes, dice for that. Exactly. That um, was, that was but, option A. It was absolutely an option B standing there I had to deal with as well. And so here I am trying to cover lanes for skinks to dive through um, while trying to somehow stop a Scott Crocs from just wandering his ass up the field. Um, But whilst your ball handling dice have been forsaking you, I would say that your armor dice have been okay. Yeah, it seemed to be. I mean, you know, my my Saurus were falling over their own tails and giving you wide open access to the Crocs with the ball to punch him and eventually get him down. But after that, I started to get through a bit of your armour and I started actually mm. punching people. And I think I ended up, like, first half, spoiler, was nil all. Um, I think I had injured two of your guys at that point. At least two. I think there was three off the pitch. Yeah, which gave me a bit of an advantage, I must say. And I think there was the passing option, wasn't there, in like turn six where I managed to pick up the ball with a skink and had to throw it to another skink to be able to score and actually manage the throw but failed the catch because my skinks don't know how to handle a ball yeah it, it was so close it was glorious there was there was dodges there was the pickup there was the go for it there was the throw and then nothing yeah <laughs> it, was, it was an accurate throw from a skink it was going to be a thing of beauty but alas nil all and that was that was that so i won the toss i'd elected to kick with the logic that you could outbash me and I wanted as many people on the pitch as possible to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, so then and it was my turn to receive and I did not have as many people on the pitch as possible. 
It turns out you need people to actually score as well. Yeah, I mean, fewer. Fewer, correct. But people to protect the people that are trying to score is always a good thing. Yeah, useful. Um, and so, I mean, that second half, I feel like you got actually, you got a really good kickoff, if I remember rightly. So my first turn was basically retrieve the ball and hang out in my third. Yeah. Um, I managed to kind of sneak up the sideline. I got a little bit ballsy running up the sideline and that bloody diving tackle skink (laughs) couldn't put down. I was, yeah, no, look, I used him well. I, I think I also used the Crocs quite well just by putting him with his prehensile tail, making it try and dodge away from that, mm-hmm. make it harder to dodge away from that. I think, you know, I did that reasonably well. And then, yeah, you got away and almost got down there and I just loaded guys around you and one of my skins yeah. got pushed into the crowd. But Which felt was, good. Yeah. But, uh Unfortunately, it, it just, yeah, it meant that I couldn't, I didn't get the results that I needed to be able to break away cleanly and I didn't and then I just hoped that your dice failed and they didn't and then you got the touch back when the, the, the crowd threw the ball back in. Yes. Because so I, I, I had it. <laughs> I had about three my plays on the out. pitch. Yeah, you pushed my skink out and but your ball handler was still standing right next to the edge as well. Yeah. And so I pushed uh, him out. Or her, I, rather. Yeah. And look, I knew it was basically one of those just scenarios where I'm like, I could try and dodge her out, but she's just going to fall over and spill the ball anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least if I make you roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, I, I have rolled double skulls a couple of times this game. Um, and from memory, you at least needed to put somebody else next to mm-hmm. her as well to block a square beforehand. So I'm like, yep. you've got to fail a dodge and the block maybe. It could happen. No, I, I had to. I had to punch somebody out of the way so that one of my other guys could blitz in. I think that yeah. was pretty much how it worked. Yeah. So I mean, you had to roll dice, and they had to fail. That was the dream. Because um, if they had a failed, I was home and hosed. But alas, yeah. uh, <laughs> here we are. Which so ball went out. Ball got thrown the entire way across the pitch. Yep. The crowd on the other side threw it back down towards your end, and. Uh, by this stage, I think I had three players left on the pitch, all of them on their asses, mm-hmm. uh, and they just could not quite make it. I stuck that Crocs next to her, as many of them as I could and uh, actually managed to pick up the ball, which was it's rude. I know. Again, I, I was relying on that failing too. <laughs> which has pretty much failed like all the, the, I, both I the other I thought that was games. a safe bet. I'm like, <laughs> it would have been. should have been. But yeah, so one nil victory to me, which puts me on top of the ladder now, which is kind of scary. It's um, we've still got Mark and Elf to play, right? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not going to be there for long. Um, I think Ant and Pip are playing as we. They speak. played tonight. That was a two-one to the Dark Elves. Okay. Yep. That might have even pushed me off. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we've got a couple more games in this season anyway, so anything can happen. Oh, and got this t- division is rough. Like, not rough, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but there's no there's no sleeping games. There's there's no games where he can kind of no. ha- have a nice cruisy one. 
Um, yeah, uh, so and, and it's still not doing that great, but uh, it's just making sure. Yes, no, who is, so I've played Ant and Pip so far. Yeah. And yeah, Pip's not having a, a much fun vampires. with vampires. We're, yeah. we're having a conversation about how unplayable they are at the moment. Um, so, if only they release some new rules for them and a new team. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what they do, but I yep. kind of we'll see. Um, yeah, there's there's literally there, there's no sleeping. I'm actually. Every single game in this division is tricky. Yep. Yeah, so what do we got? So Division 1, Lizards, Chaos Chosen, Amazon, Human, two Chaos Chosen. Oh, good. Uh, Dark Elf, Snotling, Vampires. Uh, Division 2, we've got Wood Elves at the top at the moment. After three games, closely followed by Dark Elves, Amazon, Norse, Necromantic, Another Norse, Slan, and it's not Links at the bottom. But yeah, I think we keep this division type thing going for the next couple of seasons. Yeah. We'll drop the uh, the bottom two from Division 1 will drop down. Top two from Division 2 will come up for the next season. So have a bit of fun reorganizing things a bit. That way, keep it uh, competitive in Division 1 for sure. Yeah. I think what will be interesting is if we get new players, mm-hmm. where they bounce into and yep. whether we make judgment calls based on the player or um, an experience or we'll see how it plays out. But Yeah, definitely. Um the whole the idea with this though is that you've got you're playing with people of a similar experience level, mm-hmm. so you don't have you haven't got that situation where it's your second game and somebody's rolling in, particularly when it's a league and being like, "Well, I've played for the last thirty years," mm-hmm. um, and having a really clear advantage. It also means that you've got the fear of relegation from division one um, <laughs> and, and the ridicule that will follow Pip. Um, and or, or the other way around and actually deciding to try and get relegated so that you can stomp over division two next season. I hadn't considered that. Uh, Wait a second, pick a minute. Um, but also <laughs> from, you know, the, the division two piece around, you know, can we, can you get up into the yep. division one? Um and then stay I mean, we've been lucky with the, the league has always been fun and friendly and, and new player friendly, I think. So, you know, we're always happy to, to give out demo games and to, you know, teach anyone that we're playing against, you know, how, how to play the game because we love it so much. The same thing is, you know, what I said about the guys at Marvel. You know, we want more people, more fun, more Blood Bowl. Yeah, and the way Blood that you Bowl do is that always more fun. Yeah, the way you do that is not by being a dick. Correct. Um, you know, it was actually it was a bit of a, a torn kind of thing when we started talking about divisions because sometimes having that super experienced person help you through a game early on is mm-hmm. actually really useful. Um, but 
there is now enough players that have got enough games under their belt that it's not kind of as as critical as it was a couple of seasons ago. It's not like there's three people who know how to play the game and a bunch of people learning. Um, there's a lot of people across it that have played a lot of Blood Bowl and have got, you know, 90% of the rules down. Yeah. This is the first season for a while that, that I haven't thought to myself, okay, well, this person, I need to put them against me and Jace in rounds one and two so that we can, you know, guide them along, help them out, teach them the ropes, that sort of thing. So not that we mind doing that at all, but we just didn't need to this season with the players that we've got. Yeah. Um. I'm perfectly fine considering that for future seasons. So if you are interested in playing the game, we should talk. We should talk a lot. And then we should play Blood Bowl because talking is for chums. You know what's great? (laughs) Playing Blood Bowl. Why not talking while playing Blood Bowl? I mean, you kind of have to. That's that's part of it. Otherwise, I don't know. How would you? It'd make for a very interesting. I'm very curious. (laughs) So there's a few guys going to the World Cup. And Mm -hmm. I believe English is the official language of the World Cup, but a language barrier must add an extra level of complexity in competitive Blood Bowl. Um, I'm I'm always curious how that makes it, you know, time drowns, competitive environment, Honour and country and all of that shit on the line that no one actually gives a fuck about, but it's fun. Um, It's a lot of pointing, I think. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Roll dice. Two dice, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, shall we wrap it up? I mean, we should have probably about an hour ago. Um, (laughs) Let's do that. All right. A couple of quick things to mention. We still have the July giveaway going on Facebook. You've got a couple more days to get in on that. Uh, Win yourself a copy of Marvel United, the core set, which is a fantastic game and, again, one of our all-time favorites. But even more importantly, Why So Serious, number two, coming up, end of the year. Tickets on yes. sale now. We should do get the players back out. We should do that. Yep. Let's do anyway, it. yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, by all means, give us a follow. Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Twidbean. Uh, what are all the new ones? There's a whole heap of new stuff. Like Twitter's dying, and now there's, what, Thread? Threads? Yeah. And Blue something, Blue Sky, and now Kick... There's kick instead of twitch. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Um, and we, we don't have a TikTok. We should probably get a TikTok. Um, is I, there some I, way of signing up for everything and then just linking it so you just need to do surely. one thing? Surely. Yeah, no, there is. I just don't know how many of those are paid services and I don't really want to pay yeah, for things. Fair enough. Nah. Like you could do something with Hootsuite or something where it just published to everything. But mm. yeah, OnlyFans. Forgot about OnlyFans. How could I forget about OnlyFans? Uh, by all means, follow us on OnlyFans. Or don't, because we've got an OnlyFans, and then I'll have to change his name if somebody else decides to follow us on OnlyFans as well. I mean, he will always be the OG OnlyFans. That's true. That's true. He could be OG. He will always uh, be our first. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thanks again to our patrons. If you... 
like what we do for God knows whatever reason. I don't know why you would, but yeah, you know, let's just say um, some sort of mental deficiency that you've got, and you want to give us money uh, to help us run these competitions. And it's one and thing support. we're happy to do is take advantage of the mentally deficient. Yes, <laughs> uh, by all means, jump on Patreon, a couple of bucks a month. And uh, you'll get a shout out here. You'll get entry into our Patreon only giveaways each month, and um, yeah, we really appreciate that. That's the money that goes straight into the prizes. So all of that eventually goes back to the Patreons anyway, and you know, not just the Patreons, but the people that enter our competitions as well. Uh, and as always, huge thanks every episode to our thoughtless patrons, Alice Clinton Kingsley. Much appreciated, guys for all your sport in every way. And like a good brazier. Yes. On that note. I'll stop talking. Laters. Gotcha. Come on,